Hello, everybody. This is S. Anthony Thomas. This is the S. Anthony Says Podcast. Uh, I got to talk to you about this. This is just such a weird thing. I was thinking about how they have this saying, you can't go home again. They always say that. You can't go home again. And quite frankly, that's not true. You can always go home again. But what I think the saying should be is, yeah, you can go home again, but it might suck. That should be the saying. <laughs> because have you not done that before? Have you not gone back to things or places or people where you were home, metaphorically speaking, home? And you think it's going to be just as good as it was before. And you'll find out, no, it now sucks. It either completely sucks or it needs a lot of work. Something as simple as you go to the gym, you worked out, you were in great shape. And I remember what it was like to be in great shape because I was in great shape when I was younger. And you go back and you remember how much weight you used to lift and how many reps you used to do back in the day when you were in good shape. But you're not in good shape now. You go to the gym, you put on the weights that you used to lift. And ooh, wow, that sucked. Right? Uh, I used to do this amount of cardio. I'm going to do that. Oh, no, you're not. You went home. Home was to that level of fitness or to the level of activity. And you can't do that again. You went back and it sucked. Why? Because you're not that guy yet. You got to go back to you to the gym and eat right and work out to get up to that. You go back to your hometown. You think it's going to be the same nice, homey, quaint area that it was when you were there last time. You remember everybody sitting on the porch having conversations. All the neighbors knew each other. All the shop owners, all the store owners knew all the customers, right? You could even walk into the store and if you go, oh man, I forgot my wallet. The person behind the counter would go, don't worry about it, Dave. Take the groceries, bring it back tomorrow. I'm going to write it down right here. It's $42. You can bring it back and Dave would bring it back. He knew Dave would bring it back. He knew it. You go into a store in the neighborhood now and something costs something and it's, you don't have, you're like one penny short for some reason and the store owner's indignant. Get out of my store, you sassafras and Jehoshaphat. I saw a guy cursing somebody out because something cost $6.99 and the person only had $6.98. He snatched it out of their hand and had them shoved out of the store over a penny. I went back to an old neighborhood to look at some of the old shops. I went to a place where I used to buy cheesesteaks back in the day when I was a kid. Now, I know the guy's not going to still be there. The guy was old then, right? The guy was old then, and I was young then, and I'm middle-aged now. So if he's alive now, which he, of course, won't be because he'd be uh, 6,420 now. So I go back. It's a hole in the ground. I didn't expect it to still be there. But it was really weird. My mental map of my old hometown, of my neighborhood back in the day is completely erased. Nothing looks the same. The people are not the same. Nobody behaves the same. I went home again and it sucks. That's the thing. Sometimes it's best to leave things in your memory back when they were great. Leave things in your memory. That's why when you get older, you start reminiscing about things. I'm starting to get to the age now where I can start referencing things that happened 30 years ago. And it's not a big deal. I can reference things from that long ago and think about how great they were back then when we used to be able to. 
Because you say, we used to be able to, and he would say things you used to be able to do. We used to be able to walk around outside 11, 12 o'clock at night and not have to worry about being robbed. And we used to be able to go to the big, 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 and you say all of that crap. And it was true to an extent. But your home's not the same now, is it? You've probably gone back to relationships that you remember. And you remember how great it was. Oh, it was so great to be with this person. You remember all the good times. You forget all the bad stuff. But you remember all the good stuff. You forget all the bad stuff. You run into them. And you remember what they did to make you want to leave them in the first place. They cheated on you, right? And you remember how bad it felt, that feeling you felt when you saw the notes or you saw the phone message or you heard the phone message. Or nowadays you see the text, right? You look out the window. They don't know that you're at. Maybe you came home early. You look out, you look in, you look out the window. You see your wife talking to somebody and they're talking a little bit too close and they don't think anybody sees them. And then all of a sudden you see something that you don't really want to see because seeing this is essentially the equivalent equivalent of living a nightmare right you break up with that person some time goes by and you realize well we were both young back then we were both young back then and people make bad decisions when they're young there's no way in the world this person could be the same person they are now and they still look good and you still look good you're not seeing anybody they're not seeing anybody you fall in the conversation you start reminiscing about the good times and you're looking at each other and you remember what it was like to do with her what you want to do with her right now and she's looking at you remember what it was like to do with you what she wants to do right now neither one of you has the courage to just come out and say it but you are picturing each other with whipped cream on each other's chests in other areas. And one of you playfully flirts. The other one takes their hand, goes along with it. He, he, he. She laughs and leans in. She gives you a hug, holds on to the hug a little longer, puts a hand on your chest. You put your hand on her arm and hold on to her hands a little longer. You stare at each other for about three or four seconds. And then she says, or you say we should get together sometime. And she says, how about some coffee? You go to get the coffee and the next thing you know, Old Jed's a millionaire. Ken folks said, Jed, move away from there. Said California is the place y'all to be. So they loaded up the truck and they moved to Beverly. Because you moved to Beverly and you get to see her hills. Oh, yeah. And some stuff happens. Because when you do that stuff, you remember all the stuff she likes and she remember all the stuff you like and you do the stuff to her that she likes and she does the stuff that you like and you do stuff to each other that you like and you do some stuff that you thought of with the women you were without after her and she does some stuff she figured out with the dudes after you and everything's fantastic you're thinking about the good times and you just had a really good time <laughs> in fact you had a good time three times in a row and you're both asleep because you're older now and three times back to back to back wore both your old behinds out You decide to jump right back in. Now, why go through the whole dating phase? We already dated for five years back in the day. We knew each other. We moved in together. We lived together in good old New York for two years. Everything was fantastic until the thing you saw. And uh, yeah, but you're not. She's not the same person. She's not going to do that again, right? 
come on now, right? And this isn't gender specific. It could be a lady. It could be the same thing. Maybe the guy cheated on you as a lady. And this is just switch the genders. You know what I'm saying, right? Not the same thing. Not gender specific. No, it's not. Oh, no. You start trying it again. And even though you're older and mature, you're still the same people, right? You're still the same people. And some of the things that she did that you didn't like start to creep up. And some of the things you did that, you, that she didn't like starts to creep up and you start to get on each other's nerves. But you're more mature now. Back then, you would have started yelling at each other. I can't believe you. I can't believe you. You would have started yelling and being angry and aggressive and passive aggressive. But now you're very you're more mature. So now you just kind of grin and bear it. You're starting to do the math in your head. It's still 80% good, 20% bad. I'll take it. And very slowly and methodically, that 80 starts to go down to 75, the 70, the 60, the 51, to 50.0001. It's just barely better than it is bad. And eventually, that 50 doesn't even creep down to 49. It goes down to 2.7, right? And you can't stand each other. And you don't know why. Why do we can't? Oh, well, but we did. everything was great. We had a bad time. Then we got back together. Now we got to do that stuff upstairs in the room. And then we hung out. And we've been together now for seven, eight, nine, nine months now. And it's all falling apart already. Why? Because you're the same people. You, Some people are just not compatible. No matter what you do. You've been there where you've met someone and you can't stand them. And they haven't done anything to you. They haven't done anything to any friends of yours. You just don't like them. You see them with other people and you see other people loving them, thinking they're the greatest, the funniest, the most charming person. But every time you're around them, it's like somebody puts you on an Ipecac syrup drip and you want to throw up all over yourself because you can't stand that piece of crap. Or maybe you're the person on the other end. No matter what you do, you're very nice to this person. The nicer you are to this person, the more they can't stand you. Because now they couldn't stand you. And now they look at the way you behave and they see that you're behaving in such a good way. You're so so nice and so kind. Now they're mad at you. Why is he trying so hard? He thinks he's good. And they can't stand you. You've done nothing to them. Sometimes people just aren't compatible. And if they can't compatible, you can't go home again. Because it's going to suck. Sorry. I've seen many people that I know get stuck in what they call the friend zone. And I've always really hated that friend zone thing. Because I have been on the planet five decades and change. I have never, ever been in the friend zone after 24. Okay, I have not been in the friend zone once I became a mature adult. Once I got to 25 years old and your brain's out of the oven and your fully formed brain. After that, I was like, what is this friend zone crap? Hell no. I decided I'd never be in a friend zone because when I st stood back and I looked at other people in the friend zone. And I remember the one time I was in the friend zone when I was a teenager. I remember. Hmm. It's only really the friend zone. If, if you're still pining away for the person and plotting to get to the person and hanging around for the person, hoping they'll fall in your love net. But if you know mentally and through behavior that that person is interested in you and you accept it, 
even if you're still hanging around them, you're not hanging around them like you're trying to be their boyfriend. No, all of a sudden, the person that's that 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 that's, that's made it clear they don't want to be with you, you just kind of push them into the pile with the rest of your friends. They had a special position off to the side that was just for them. And you treated them extra, double extra, quadruple extra special because you knew that person was going to be your person. And eventually you're going to get to see that person without clothes on regularly and maybe make babies with that person. You thought that person was going to be all yours. And when you realized that that wasn't going to happen, instead of just accepting it, you hang around. You try to say negative. Now, I'd never do this. This for real. I'd never do this. Say negative things about the person they're with. I've never, ever done that. And I never will. That's messed up. Right? And if you're the person in relationship, you can see the person that's in the friend zone that's always hanging around. Right? Right? They're, they're very passive aggressive. I remember a guy. I didn't realize that the girl I was seeing at that particular time had put this dude in the friend zone. She just wasn't interested in the guy. Right? So, and I'm looking at the guy and he wasn't like some, some weirdo or anything. I mean, like he didn't, we didn't like look like some weirdo or anything. Like he was like some ugly guy or whatever. That was none of that kind of ridiculousness. He was a regular guy, basically like, kind of like me, right? She just wasn't interested in him and she knew him first. So I didn't pay much attention to him. And then I started paying attention to him because he was around a little bit too much. Right. And I remember one time I go over to my girlfriend's house. I go from my hometown uh, to New York. I go to her apartment. I'm doing some shows up there and I go to her apartment and he doesn't know I'm in the apartment and he's taking out the trash. Now I'm in the bathroom. I literally was about to take out the trash. He shows up and he's going through all of this. Oh, he didn't take out the trash. I mean, a real boyfriend would take out the trash and he tried to couch it as a joke. And I didn't bust him that time. I was like, no, I'm going to let that slide because he might have been joking. That's what I thought at the time. He might have been joking because sometimes I roast my friends, but I never, I never do games that mess with somebody's relationship. I never did that. So I let that one slide. I'm like, okay, the light is on. Mental note. Whoa, let's see what this guy does again. Right? So now I'm watching the guy and I'm noticing he's just doing these little nitpicky things. Right? And he's making my girlfriend at the time uncomfortable. Not in a, he's going to attack me uncomfortable, but more on why are you saying these things about somebody I care about uncomfortable? Right? And this time I'm overhearing him say some things, very passive aggressive, very, you know, pinprick type insults, right? And I'm going, oh, he's in the friend zone. That's what it is. He's trying to clear space. If we break up tomorrow, she's not going to want to be with this guy. Okay. I see what he's doing. Okay. And me being the kind of person that doesn't like to start trouble. I didn't start. I waited till my girlfriend walked out of the room. I said, can, oh, man, can you give me a hand with this thing right here? I need to. Oh, sure, buddy. I walked in the room. He walks in the room. I walk behind him. I lock the door. I walk up to him about, I don't know, five inches away from his face. And I said, look, dude. And I rattled off all the things that I know that he said. And he tried to deny him. I'm like, look, man, I'm not going to try to. I'm not one of those dudes that tells is going to try to tell his girlfriend who she can hang out with. I'm not one of those dudes. I'm not a controlling dude like that. You know, she's a grown woman. But I'm telling you to your face, I know what you're doing. This is the last time it's going to happen. I'm polite now. The next time I'm going to call you out, I'm not going to beat your ass or try to beat your ass. That's, that's stupid. That's immature. 
but I will call you out. And it will not be a secret. You're playing yourself. That, that term didn't exist by the, back then, by the way. Okay. And it, I said, don't, don't, don't try to deny it. I literally just rattled off all the things you did. Stop. I'll be watching you. And all of a sudden, when I let him out of the room, when he realized that somebody was watching his dumb behind, all of a sudden he stopped all of that crap. And I would see him look at me when I walked into the room and I would look at him and he would look at me and he just became a regular dude. And he stopped coming around all the time the way he used to. He still came with a group of friends. I didn't care if they hung out, but I wanted him to know I know what you're doing. So I'm watching it because, like I said, she can hang out whatever she wants to. She's an adult. She can do what she wants to. Right. But that's what the friend zone is. You get stuck in that. And all of a sudden, you get stuck in that friend zone. I've tried my best to explain to my friends why I never was in the friend zone. I've been with women and they told me they weren't interested. Not in a mean way, but, you know, you're not, you know, they, they, you know when, they, when they, they like you as a person, but they don't want to hurt your feelings, but they're letting you know you're not interested. You know what I went? I went, okay. And that was it. But I've seen friends that just hanging around, begging. And, be, and one of the worst things about the friend zone is when the person in the friend zone has not been with a significant other that they really like for a long period of time. And they have a, quote, weak moment, which as the person in the friend zone is the best time in your life, because the person you wanted more than anything in the world has a weak moment. They haven't had a date in a year. And all of a sudden. The romantic music comes on and you wind up in bed with that person and that person tears you up in the bedroom and you've been waiting for this your whole life. He's like, she's finally mine. Or if you're a lady, they're finally mine. Oh God, I finally got them. No, they just really needed a little bit of the good stuff, a little bit of action. You just saved them a problem of going to that, to that toy in the, in the, in the top drawer. They wanted to feel a real person. And you gave them what they need. Ah, you were basically a cigar. You were a warm bath after a hard day. And that's all you were. But unfortunately, if you're the person that's in the friend zone and the person finally gets it on with you and tears your ass up. Oh, no, you're locked in now because now not only you're not fantasizing about what it would be like. You now know what it would be like to be with them. And they rocked your behind. They blew you up, tore your ass the hell up. And you can't stop. For you thinking about it, man, I need more of that. But you're not getting any more of that. It's not going to happen because now they feel weird. You really shouldn't have done that. Or, oh, man, I'm sorry, baby. We, I, I mean, we shouldn't have done that. You know what I mean? And all of a sudden, you're sitting there going, I got you. And you, as the person in the friend zone, you want some more of that. But you ain't getting it. But you hang around hoping you will. And every once in a while, they almost slip up and do it again. I've seen it. It's just dumb. And, I'm, and I remember saying to a friend of mine, I said, dude, yeah, she, she slept with you and everything probably never going to happen again you got to stop hanging around waiting for little crumbs of affection from this woman maybe three years from now she's still not dating somebody you may get some again but you really want to wait three years and all these ladies that may like you and you're not going to marry any of them or date any of them because of that what are you an idiot i mean that's dumb man i mean think I mean, he's a but she's a five-star restaurant man and i had the meal and i got to have some more of that i got to have it and I said, first of all, that's weird, but okay, we'll use your, your reference. He's a five star restaurant and you had a delicious meal in that restaurant. Best meal you've ever had. And you can't wait to get some more. But now you get to sit at the table and the meals in front of you, right? 
But now every time you try to take a fork full of the food to put it in your mouth, you have to arm wrestle somebody the size of Shaq. Or you have to thumb wrestle somebody or the or the fork has electrodes on it and randomly it'll shock you. You might get a bite every once in a while. You put the fork in your mouth. Like, Why? I finally got a bite. What's the bite? A hug. What's the bite? You're really a special guy. What's the bite? No, lady, you're really sweet. Some guy's going to make you, you know, I'm really glad you're part of my life. You get that little bite, that little morsel of, of attention, a little, little, little scrump, a little bit of that love that you want. But you never get to enjoy the meal. Why? Because every time you put the fork down and try to put it up in your mouth, you got to thumb wrestle somebody. You got to arm wrestle something. Right? That's how dumb it is. Would you go to a restaurant right now? Say I took you to the best restaurant, the best Mexican restaurant right now, and I put a great meal in front of you. And every time you try to put the fork in the food and put it up into your, to your, to your mouth, somebody put their hands up. You had to arm wrestle them to eat. Would you go to that restaurant? Hell no, exactly. But you go to that restaurant now. You got to arm wrestle this person for the tiniest bit of affection. And that is just stupid. Oh, man, I didn't think about it that way. Yeah. It's because you were in the middle of it. And we're as your friends are on the outside looking in. I'm not saying you can't be friends with the lady, but it's not going to happen. And to me you'd be probably better off just putting some distance on yourself because the last thing you'd want to do is be in a relationship with someone that was horrible. Then a couple, then a decade goes by and then you try the relationship again and it's even worse. And then 10 years after that, you talk about it on your podcast. I mean, I mean, um, I mean another person, if that happened to them, <laughs> Shut up, people. Don't be judging me. It's different when it happens to somebody else. <laughs> Y'all stink. <laughs> but the truth is, my friends, you got to be honest. Sometimes you can go home again, or usually you can go home. Let's just say you can go home again. Just remember that sometimes you go home again and it just absolutely sucks. Be prepared for that. Some things should be left in the memory. Some things should be left in the past. So when you go home again, metaphorically speaking, just be prepared for the fact that it just might suck. Thinking about that girl, though. If only I could date her for like three months at a time. Like Because the first three months is always awesome. So if I run into her again, I'm going to go, look. The first time we were together, it was good for a while. Then it got and it sucked. Then a decade later, we tried it again and it sucked. But I noticed that the first 90 to 120 days was incredible. So how about this? You and I get it on like jackrabbits for 120 days and then stop talking to each other. I don't think she's going to go for that. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> Folks, my name is S. Anthony Thomas. This is the S. Anthony Says Podcast. Thank you for coming back. I will be here on Mondays. This one's coming out a little bit later on in the evening because I had a technical issue. Normally, it would be coming out either in the morning or the afternoon. So do me a favor. If you like this podcast, and you do, please subscribe to this podcast. If you're thinking you know anybody else would like this podcast, tell them because you love this podcast. Yes, you do. And I would appreciate that. Subscribe. Tell a friend to tell a friend. Much love to you, my friends. I will see you again next time, okay? Take care.